The Biden-Harris administration, with the stroke of a pen, uh, fired 11,000 workers on the XL uh, Energy Pipeline. The sad thing is, I don't think people realize that what did you think that meant? That you're going to end the pipeline, yay, no more oil. None of that. The oil will still come from Canada to America. Now it'll come in the way we were trying to eliminate. That's keep oil off the roads. Keep oil off train tracks. Let's put oil in a pipeline that's much safer and get it to where it needs to go much more safely and and potentially less expensive. But no, no, we, we you just see oil, that's evil, end it. Yay, we ended the XL Energy Pipeline. All that oil is still going to come to America because as much as you would like to have your electric car be uh, charged up with magic, that's not the way it works. And that's just the beginning of what's happening. The change in D.C. is coming faster than I can keep track. Maybe our guest has had better luck keeping track from Americans for limited, limited government. Rick Manning, good morning. Do you ever feel like the L in your name was any more important than it is these days? Well, it certainly gives me a uh, gives me a unique niche here in town. So it's a uh, yeah, limited government is um, uh, going to have to. It's it's going to be a, a it's going to be a big fight. Um, in terms of the intro, yeah, you know, I will tell you um, when I was on the Trump transition team, our plan was to pretty much do what Biden is doing um, because, and there was a very simple reason behind it, and it's. it's is straight politics, but there's, there's a simple reason behind it, and that is, you want to. There's so much flowing out of the uh, administration that there's no way to keep up with it all, and as a result, you can't fight against it all. And so, a lot of the stuff that would normally cause people to, you know, tear their hair out and gnash their teeth is just being accepted because it's not as terrible as the other stuff that's happening. <laughs> and uh, so that's your. So that's the reality is you, you know, you kind of overwhelm the system. And we were, we had it in mind for a very practical reason. We knew that this, the media was going to just kill us no matter what we did. And so we might as well, they couldn't, as opposed to getting killed on every single thing, we wanted them to have to pick and choose what they killed us on and get a lot more done. But so, but we were going to do it in terms of, going at the regulatory process, not through a bunch of executive orders, but um, going at the regulatory process and creating a whole series of um, things that would have create multi-front battles. Um, by going at it through the, through the executive orders, what, they're effect, what Biden's effectively doing is he's daring the legal system to take down, his, take down a lot of the things he's just declaring um, from, the, uh, from the White House, from the Oval Office. And, and what, will, the, will the legal department, the, will judges, will any court do that? Well, they, somebody has to challenge it, and that's the that's the interesting part. Is you have a the, the attorneys who are most likely to be able to challenge it, and, and intelligently anyway, um, are the very attorneys who used to be in the Trump administration. And unfortunately, because of the cancel culture, many of them don't have jobs yet. So the very places where you would expect to have attorneys ready to go to fight the fight, essentially. They are not in place at this juncture, which makes it so. There's a lot of dynamics here that are yeah, um, they're kind of scary. But I, I will tell you this. Let me, let me just give you 
I'll give you an example that nobody's talked about, and it's it's because it's one of those things that people say, oh, okay, well, it's not costing 10,000 jobs, it's not doing this, uh, but it is extraordinarily significant, and, and Biden did it on the first day. This is how important it was to him. There was a rule, or there was a, the Obama administration did something in, during their term where effectively they would sue people. And uh, for instance, in the housing crisis, they sued all the mortgage companies. Bank of America came to a settlement with them, $17 billion settlement. And the Obama administration said, okay, that's great. You can pay less money in your settlement if you give hundreds of millions of dollars to left-wing advocacy groups. So B of A, of course, saying bottom line, okay, I'll give hundreds of millions of dollars to left-wing advocacy groups um, and pay less on my settlement. Of course, so of course what that meant was less money to the victims, less money to the government to recoup costs. When remember from the housing crisis, lots of costs for the government and but people. Lots of money, lots of money to fund the left. First day, Joe Biden moved over to over to turn the uh, Jeff Sessions's uh, rule that said you couldn't, uh, that you can't do that anymore. Now he can't actually do that by executive order because it was a regulation. Um, but trust me. When the first day out of the box, they say funding our allies with government money is the top priority. Hold on to your hats because Ooh. this is going to get crazy. Well, yeah, we're holding on to them now because it's it's already crazy. Let me ask you quickly. We only we only have a minute here. The uh, sure. since Democrats realize they don't have. Uh, what it will take to impeach uh, the president a second time. They don't want to be left with acquittal on their face. So now an effort to censure the president because they want him to leave with a black mark on him somewhere. What's that going to do to free speech in in this country? Okay, in 30 seconds, um, if you're censured for a political official, censured for engaging in political speech, it effectively ends the ability to do political speech. Every single Republican who's even considering this needs to look in the mirror and say, how will I like being censured because of speeches I've given in the past? Every Democrat who's looking at doing this should look at their speeches in the past. How would I like to be censured because of speeches I've given in the past? Because the bottom line is, Political speech is fiery by nature. Political speech is meant to evoke emotion. And if you sit there and you say that you cannot engage in speech which evokes emotion, then in fact you are eliminating political speech, and that is a and that is a uh, a, a pathway to uh, totalitarian rule where we can't have conversations and real conversations because politics gets emotional. And if it isn't emotional, if you're not emotional about it, get the heck out of it because then you don't care enough. That is really, really scary. Rick Manning, we'll talk again. Thanks. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. we got to talk more about the national popular vote. I'm not sure people fully understand that. But for another day, uh, thank you very much for talking with us this morning. 